0: Love Talk Radio. Good morning, this is Gail Sylvia, host of Sylvia Global dot com radio, and I'm so excited today to be here in Southern California visiting with an incredible, incredible and inspirational um, young lady. Her name is Evinda Lippin. And Evinda Lippin is the author of several books. Um, She has her current book is Back to Single. She also is the author of The Coffee Hour with Chick Chick lit power and then she has a forthcoming book in October called A Cup of Hope. Um, Evinda, thank you so much for being here with us today. Hi, how are you?
1: Hi. I am blessed, Dale. Thank you for having me.
0: Um, our pleasure. You're also a host on Blog Talk Radio, Destination Joyful, correct?
1: Yes, that is right.
0: How long have you been hosting your show?
1: Um, Steve and I um Steve is my co host and he is a, a licensed Christian psychologist. We have been on the air for about I want to say like a, a, probably close to a year and a half, going on two years.
0: It's fun, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is fun. It's it's just now getting taking off. You know what I mean? It's like we're checking our numbers every week, and they're they're rising. So it's exciting to know that you know our words, our words are reaching lots of hearts. So yeah, yeah. you know
0: the journey that has led me to you, you. I'll make reference to life experiences being a part of your motivation um, for writing. Can you share that with our audience? You know, we want to encourage our listeners today that aspire to any dream that they may have, but particularly as writers, to cherish the life experiences that they have and to embrace the journey that can lead them in various directions towards success. Can you share yours?
1: Absolutely. It's. Um, kind of a a long story, Um, the condensed version would be, um, as I look back on my life, um, I am a, um, how can I say this, I'm not a victim anymore, I am a victor, Um, I am a recovering person from every type of abuse you can imagine as a child, and because of that, that perpetuated many um, unhealthy cycles, um, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And it wasn't until um, what my then therapist referred to as running into myself. You know, God allowed me to run into myself, come to the end of myself, um, and be able to start, you know, peeling back the layers and revealing um, some of that junk in my trunk and um, beginning the healing process. Because you can't heal from your past until you peel it back, look at it, and, you know, allow it to come to the surface, recognize stuff, and then move forward. So, you know, there's um, the scripture in Corinthians that talks about you will comfort others with the comfort you've been given. That's my heart's desire, is to encourage others who have endured, suffered from, been victims of any type of abuse. Um, Life in and of itself is tough. So... know God in his amazing sovereignty and grace has taught me how to move forward one step at a time in my own process and during the process because we know we're never done till we get there he's allowed me to encourage others so that is my heart's desire my my calling has come from the pain I've gone through
0: so take us Back to the beginning, you know, as far back as sixth grade, you remember, you know, turning your homework assignments into creative writing assignments. Did it just seem to come naturally for you?
1: Um, I didn't, to be honest with you, because I kept running from myself most of my life until approximately 10 years ago. I didn't recognize or realize that. But once I did stop running and I, you know, God gave me visions and reminders of years past, Yes, it was, you know, and that's how I remembered that I loved to write, is I remembered being in sixth grade and writing reports and being used as an example in class and how good the report was. And, and it was easy. It was something I truly, truly enjoyed. But it wasn't until, you know, he took me off of work. I'm a retired I'm a court reporter from L.A. Superior Court in California. So when I got taken off of work, um and had to sit still for a while on what I call a spiritual operating table um, that's when that was revealed to me um, and yet though it was revealed, we didn't get to do anything with that for quite some time.
0: What do you mean you know more can you elaborate for us and be um add some clarity to running from yourself and what that looked like?
1: Sure, sure, running from yourself it's um you know, I, I hate using the term codependent because it's so misunderstood, and the more I study it, um, the more I understand it, but it's a, you know, there's a sense of having to be in control of everything and everyone, except for myself. So, you know, it was so much easier to focus on everybody else's poop, if you will, um, than my own, and so, you know, the more I concentrated or focused on other people, even even though, for a lot of my years it was supposedly with a good heart the less I dealt with my own stuff so I was running further and further from myself by helping others with their stuff and you know there just came a point in time where he just brought that to an end and it was like you know you're going to do what I've created you to do in a way that I've created you to do it but you have to do it without all your stuff or, you know, without the majority of it. So running from oneself is just constantly not able to sit still, not comfortable in your own skin, not able to sit alone. And I hope that that explains it because I do remember so vividly not being able to sit still, not being comfortable in my own skin. And now I am.
0: The abuse that you experienced as a child um, did it begin, uh, you said, you know, around 10 years old?
1: Um, actually, it began when I was 5 or 6, and it ended when I was 12 um, because of my, my older sister, who was and is in a lot of ways a, a hero, um, went and reported it to the police. And so we were taken out of the home situation and, of course, away from the abuse.
0: How old was your sister at that time?
1: I think she's five years older than me, so I think she might have been. Cause we were, I was 12 when that happened, so she was probably About
0: 17 or so. Oh.
1: 17, yeah.
0: That was a very brave move for her to make.
1: Very, very brave. Very, very brave. Um, very, very strong. Strong. You know, she was definitely very strong. Unfortunately, you know, at this time, her her stuff is still keeping her hostage. But at that time, she was very strong. She was very protective and, you know, wanted us to be safe, and so, yeah.
0: So I'm curious, Evinda, how how you were able to take, uh, even now as an adult, how you face the dragons of your life and at the same time not be held by the dragons and the role that relabeling or retitling the dragons in your life um, hinders and helps. You know, how do you work through that?
1: Well, you know, it's it's funny, Gail, that you ask that, and hopefully I won't tear up, but, you know, there is scripture in the Bible that says, He who began a new or a good work will be faithful to complete it until the time of Christ. Yeah. So we are always going to have issues. We are always going to have things that we need to wrestle with or dragons that we need to slay, Okay. And as you and I speak right now, I'm preparing, chick Ministries is preparing for a huge event in November. And um, the title of that event is called Living Outside Your Circumstances. And what we're going to be addressing is codependency issues, okay? And codependency as we know it is, you know, placing unrealistic expectations upon others in order to feel good about yourself. Well, I can't teach it until I live it. And I had no idea until Steve and I started our this particular segment on Blog Talk, um, which is called Codependent No More, you know, what it is, what it isn't. Um, I had no idea that I had so many codependency issues still in my life or traits, you know, tendencies, I guess you could call them. Codependency tendencies. And so one day at a time <laughs> and constant talking with God, um, yearning to understand and really asking and discerning, asking for discernment and then, of course, wisdom. And so as I'm doing that, he is revealing um, in others, like others' codependency um ways of communicating and ways that I would have communicated back with them had I not been made aware of, you know, the problems. And so he's breaking me of, some codependency tendencies, and so, but I can't, there's no way I can do this by myself. You know, first of all, he's got to reveal it, so I consistently ask him to reveal, and he will do it in the right time when he knows I can handle it. So my one-on-one time with the Father is what Coffee Hour, or how Coffee Hour evolved, and Coffee Hour is my blog, by the way, and so that first book, A Cup of Encouragement, today is actually... uh, Comes from my blog, so I have quiet time with the Lord every day. But have, if I didn't, there's no way, there's no way I could overcome these dragons.
0: You know what I, uh, I, I just can't begin the day without a quiet time. Oh, and uh, you know, I it's it's amazing, and that's been a, such a deep part of my life since I was young. That mm-hmm. you know just from the moment of opening my eyes and learning it actually from a morning devotional called the daily bread when I was in sixth grade, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to thank God for, you know, the good night's sleep and the new day. And then to, um, just take a few moments, you know, in order to have that, that quiet time with him. And then to go into my garden, that's where I, um, really Mm -hmm. get a sense of balance. I don't drink coffee, but I imagine, that experience for me does what caffeine does for you know many people yeah, yeah. you know around the world. But it does even more. It establishes a deep awareness and a connection that keeps my faith on solid ground even when everything right. else around me is shaky. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. That's so so you go through this this Very bad. You know, I'm so sorry to hear that anyone experiences the type of trauma that you're, you know, referencing here at any age, but especially as an innocent child. How did you keep from becoming bitter against God and life?
1: Yeah, and that, um, I remember when I got taken off of work, like, I think it was like 12 years ago, maybe 10 years ago, sorry. And I remember one of the first things, because at that point, I had already established a relationship with God, and I was getting up every morning, and I was having that quiet time that you are talking about. And so my faith was finally growing deeper, okay? So it was at that time when he took me off of work that I came home, and the next morning I cried out to him, you know, I'm a court reporter, Lord, and he said, no, you're not you are going to become what I've created you to be. And so in the days that followed, he walked me through a study called Victim No More by Beth Moore. And I, all the years of my life, remember having a very, 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 very deep, deep deep-seated question that I felt too bad to ask. And that was, Lord, why didn't you stop it? Why didn't you stop the abuse at the time it happened? I know you could.
0: Yeah, And
1: it was at that point through that study of Beth Moore's and my quiet time that I learned very, very, very profoundly that, you know, we have choices. And God did not choose. God would not choose because we're not his robots. Um, but he did speak to me very, very vividly and said, every time it happened to you, I wept. The shortest verse in his word is Jesus wept. And one of the most profound things that he deals with in the Old Testament is child abuse. And so it was through hearing those words and doing that study that I knew that I knew that I knew that it wasn't his fault and I didn't need to blame him and I didn't need to ask him that question anymore. So that began a freeing process. So I was able to deal with each piece of junk, if you will, because effects from child abuse, beget effects, if you will. If you could picture a tree and you picture branches, each branch represents an effect. And from the branch, you have more branches because each effect begets more effects. So it's like this awful spider web or this humongous tree. And unless one comes complete surrender to Christ, you can never understand all the branches. You can never get to them all. You can never understand all the effects. So because there's so many, I know that, you know what, when I get home, I'll be free (laughs) completely. And don't get me wrong, I'm free. You know, I'm not stuck in my past at all. Um, And yet I do see that there's still an unpacking process that's ongoing.
0: But if you, um, you were working for many years as a court reporter, so I'm imagining that even parts of your daily experience in your work, um, we're revealing the ugly side oh, okay. of human behavior. Oh, yes. And so was there a way that you were able on a daily basis to also protect yourself from your own personal wounds while still being prayerful and mindful of those that you were having to be exposed to?
1: That's a very, very, very good question. I, for the most part, Gail, did some civil work okay, which is less oppressive, if you will. I mean, it's still still a bunch of Israelites walking around doing, you know what I'm saying, but it's not in the criminal aspect. So whenever I did do criminal, I have to tell you, I could not deal with it. And so I requested to not go back. Um, And the only way I could protect myself was to um, detach, just emotionally detach, and so, um, which you can only do for so long. That is a survival right. technique that many abuse victims use. Right. And um, you can only do that for so long before, again, you run into yourself. You you just cannot detach forever. So, yes, yeah, to answer your question, I, I couldn't handle it. It was too hard. So I stayed in civil. I got a, a wonderful job assignment, a couple of them actually, and I was in civil. But it's really amazing how he still brought things up through the civil courtroom. But only when I was ready to deal
0: with them. So from your pain comes your calling, yes. and your calling is to write and to inspire and to d- describe your calling at this point, at this stage in your life, because life really takes a, a, a drastic change for you. It may not have have happened in one day, but yeah. you go from this this traumatic six year old, you know, and younger child abuse. And just walk us through more of your life experience and where you are today, and how that has led to your calling.
1: Well, I believe that He uses all things. Romans 8:28 is one of my uh, most prevalent, relevant life verses. I do believe it has come true over and over in my life. He is the only one that can take the, the pain of the past to use it to powerfully affect my now and my present and my future. So my present and my future. Where I'm at now, where I feel my calling is, you know, Dale, constantly I'm in, um, I'm I'm constantly asking him, am I on the right track? Because I will tell you as an author and for any authors that are listening out there, you know it is a tough, tough um, field. It can be very lonely. You have to constantly check your motive for writing. My motive is not to get famous. Do I want what I believe are God's words that he gives to me to speak through me or write through me to get out there? Absolutely. I've I've done this check over and over in my heart. Lord, if you want to publish those books without my name on it, I'm good. I don't care. I just want the books to get out there. The publishing aspect is one of the most discouraging parts of this journey that have caused me to question consistently, Lord, am I on the right track? So because of that I believe that he has called us into or called me into a ministry that's not just writing, but began with writing of a book and the ministry is Chicla Power Ministries.
0: Brenda, excuse the, me, I'm sorry, you're a little muffled.
1: Oh oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Can you hear me okay. better now?
0: Oh you keep going.
1: The um it's my calling is, you know, again constantly being questioned. I question it. I wanna make sure I'm on the right track. Um, And I believe that because of that, he has allowed Lit Power Ministries to form. And that formed two years ago. And that is a ministry that is dedicated to helping others reach their destination joyful by coming face-to-face with their stuff and recognizing their need for a Savior. So we put on workshops every three months. And um, those workshops deal with life issues and as i said we have one coming up called living outside your circumstances so i believe my calling is writing and speaking um and encouraging and until he picks me up and out that's that's where i'm going and how do you even so yeah, how do you
0: distinguish between you know checking in and your you know making sure that you're on the right path from doubt
1: uh, that's a very, very good question. Um, I guess it's a heart issue gail and um because sometimes it is doubt related or doubt driven I should say, and um sometimes it's just just wanna make sure so um is there a difference? Yeah, because I still have doubt, but I have. I have less and less of that as this journey continues because I specifically ask for certain signs, and anytime I'm needing encouraging my, encouragement myself, you know, because one who's pouring out, you know that, Gail, you need to be poured back into, which we do that via our quiet time. So, but there's times, you know what? I need, I need to know, I need to hear something, Father, that um, tells me I am on the right track, and. So I've had some very, very specific answers that I've journaled to help me remember to erase that doubt.
0: So the uh, journaling part, you know, one of our guests that we've had on the show is Julia Cameron, and she's a big, you know, proponent for what she refers to as morning pages, and that's you know first thing when she gets up uh, and i do apply this apply this technique as well in my quiet time um she writes three pages longhand of just free flow streaming you know of her thoughts and from that um it has revealed you know guidance you know and, and right. clear you know clarity and to right. do it before there's any interruptions, it's also um, been the point of uh, multiple successes for her, from you know award-winning books to Broadway plays and TV programs. So when your your techniques that I'm hearing you reference are, is the importance of that that coffee hour time, that first thing in the morning, begin your day, um, seeking God's presence and being still and being quiet in your spirit. And then and also journaling. Are there any other right. techniques or tools that you would give our listeners?
1: Well, I will tell you to come alongside what you just um, reiterated about um, the um, author of journaling. I have a huge journal, and yes, that is how I begin my quiet time with thanking him for the moments from the day before. I mm-hmm. need to be have a thankful heart, so I kind of rewind the day before. And I began to thank him for all those what, you know, is referred to as God stops, you know, those God moments where he was there. And I need to recognize him and acknowledge him. So I began it, obviously, so I can thank him. I have to look back. I have to look back at those God moments and thank him for all the times he showed up in my prior day. And then I began to journal other thoughts. And then I begin to pray for others. And I have that all in a journal. And it is my legacy that I'll be leaving my kids and my grandkids to show that, you know, my relationship with God is very real, the most important. And my life is definitely full of, you know, triumphs and victories and struggles as well.
0: Okay. So cool. here's a, um, another part that this having a heart of gratitude, in, in some ways it's... Um, I don't think it's quite cliche, but it is a very, you know, familiar term for most Christians, you know, that we, we should have and nurture a heart of gratitude. And I, you know, review, you know kind of consider it, um, again, each morning in my garden when I planted something new, you know, I can't always see beyond, below, I cannot see below the surface of the soil, into the right. soil, and all that's there... Um, that's providing nourishment in those dark places that then eventually comes above ground and reveals the fruits of that you know so this um what you do of expressing gratitude for things from the day before is a way of planting and preparing the soil to have a, a grateful heart and a an eye that's mm-hmm. too, you know, that's sharply focused, and a heart that's open to looking for the gratitude in the moments of each new day as well.
1: Yeah, and in addition to so, I love that analogy. The the symbolism is beautiful. In addition to that, it's a way of me doing inventory, and yeah. you know, checking my heart, Lord, check my heart to see if there's anything that doesn't belong in there, you know rid me of that. And unfortunately, I do spend a lot of time doing inventory and just pleading with the Lord to clean me up, you know, because I'm a mess. I'm just a mess without Him. So
0: you, it, and something that's really standing out that for me as I listen to you this morning, Evinda, and again, I thank you so much for your time. I know we're getting close to running out of time, but I want to ask you a couple more questions, is it's never too early for God to put us on a path toward our, you know, our true calling or our journey, um, and then it's never too late. So in life, so your you, your grandmother, and just like me, you just don't want to be, have them using that G word. <laughs> Yeah. You were. They call me Sasha. They call you Nana. You know? yeah. so, so what was your, you know, when you made reference earlier to one of the biggest challenges is the process of becoming published. You know, yeah. talk a little bit about that and then what advice and encouragement you would give to someone who is um Older in life and had so many bumps and bruises and experiences where they might be inclined to get discouraged um, sooner than they should?
1: Well, I'm going to just keep it very real. It is incredibly discouraging. So I have to go be plugged into my source of encouragement, and that is the father. Again, check your motive. Why are you doing this? Um, the publishing process, you know, the word works in so many mysterious ways. You know, that first book which was originally called The Men In and Out of Her Life, now called Back to Single. took two years to find a publisher. And while we were looking for that publisher or we were waiting for that publisher, the Lord brought someone forward to self-publish what was was first published, which is the cup of encouragement for the day. So you know what? I, I... to offer encouragement, the only thing I can say is you've got to stay plugged into the Lord because and check your motive for why you're doing this. Because if your heart's in the right place and you just want to write and you want to um, be in his will in that writing, then you, it's all going to come together. So I would say um, stay plugged in, pray for patience. And I know a lot of people joke and say, oh, I will never pray for patience again. But it is a process. It is totally a process that requires Patience and perseverance and um persistence. Do something with your writing every single day because you're only making yourself a better writer by writing every day. Keep showing up.
0: So the journey that has led me to you is a part of Destination Joyful. <laughs> you know, yeah. We we were yeah. led to each other through a, a wonderful mutual friend. Yes. And Sherry. And you know, you're it's been quite a pleasure having you on today. How can our audience be in touch with you?
1: Well, we have um chicklitpower dot com and it's Chick B H I C K Lit L I T for Literature, not the gum, <laughs> dot com. <laughs> and then we have chicklitpowerministries.org. dot org. And um I do have a I do have a blog that is Monday through Friday. Um that people can definitely sign up to get. And then, of course, we have Blog Talk Radio. Um, You can find Blog Talk Radio under Chick Lit Power, and you'll find our show, Destination Joyful, unpacking the junk one piece at a time. Several ways to to stay in touch with me.
0: Evanda Lippin, thank you so much for being here today. This is Gail Sylvia, your host of Sylvia Global. Follow us on on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. You can hear this broadcast on com. You'll see more information about Evinda Lippin and her um, her books, Back to Single, the coffee, A Coffee Hour with Chick Lit Power. And we'll look forward to having you back again to talk about your upcoming book, A, Cu- a Cup of Hope.
1: Okay. Thank you so you much. So much. I'm going All
0: to right. close out with 2 Corinthians one four. It was one of the verses that you quoted. who um, mm-hmm that who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any troubles with the comfort that we ourselves have received from God, that he is the one who comforts us and, and that he can take us on a journey that, um, is our adventure in our faith and lead us to destination joyful. Thank you so Amen. much. Evinda. Have a okay, wonderful day. Too.
1: Okay. You too. Bye. Bye.